a new thing. Hello, Malcolm here, and welcome to your daily devotional podcast anchored in Isaiah 43 and verse 19, where God says, See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. We are currently looking at God doing a new thing in the life of Esther, and today we're going to explore Esther's impact. Esther chapter 8 verse 15. Then Mordecai went out from the presence of the king, wearing royal robes of blue and white, with a great golden crown and a mantle of fine linen and purple, while the city of Susa shouted and rejoiced. For the Jews there was light and gladness, joy and honour in every province and in every city, wherever the king's command and his edict came, there was gladness and joy among the Jews, a festival and a holiday. Furthermore, many of the peoples of the country professed to be Jews because the fear of the Jews had fallen upon them. And then verse in chapter 9, verses 18 and 19, the Jews who were in Susa gathered on the 13th day and on the 14th and rested on the 15th day, making that a day of feasting and gladness. Therefore, the Jews of the villages who live in the open towns hold the 14th day of the month of Adar as a day for gladness and feasting, a holiday on which they send gifts of food to one another. Most of the book of Esther has been very tense and doom has been threatened. But finally, as we get towards the end of the book, Mordecai has been saved, Esther has been saved, the people of God have been saved, and now it's just, well, it's just feasting and gladness and joy and festivals all over the place. Think about Esther's impact here. She was only one person. She was only one woman in a patriarchal society. She was vulnerable. And, and she was, to some degree, of course, privileged being in the king's uh, in the king's harem she recognizes the significance of her opportunity to save herself but also to save her family and her people and as a result she takes courageous actions by faith that we've looked at in previous podcasts she fasts she trusts god for help and does that rather than depending on her own gifts And her impact, it's immediate, and it is generational. Esther's a tremendous example of someone who used their unique opportunity to make a difference, but didn't rely on their gifts. As John Ortberg says in his book, Overcoming Your Shadow Mission, Esther asks Mordecai to gather all of God's people in Susa for three days of fasting and prayer. She refuses to try to achieve this mission based on her beauty, which is acknowledged, of course, and her cleverness and her influence, which is very strong, though they are great. You see, God gives us opportunities to have an impact, but our impact doesn't depend on our capabilities. It depends on him. What opportunities has God given you that's with you right now? Remember in Galatians 5 verse 13, Paul says, You were called to freedom, brothers and sisters, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love, become slaves to one another. Whatever we have, we're meant to use for others. Our freedom, our time, our energy, 
opportunities that God places our way, opportunities for God to do great things, for us to have an impact, but for him and through him, not through depending on our gifts, our talents, our resources. So why don't take some time today to ask God to show you an opportunity to have an impact on the salvation of people who do not yet know God and ask him to empower it so that it is to his glory and through his strength. And I hope you find your heart, your life, your congregation and your world inspired by God doing a new thing. Until tomorrow, take care and God bless. Thank you.